we finally, finally got an excuse to use this music. Yeah, we've had it for a while. We've had it for a long time. From a failed experience. But, uh, what did we call that? Booze and booze? Uh, the Uncanny Hour. Oh, oh no, yeah. Spirits and Spirits. Spirits and Spirits. It was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of different ones. It was a learning experience. So we're uh, going to change this up a little this week, and Brett, I think you're going to take the helm and, and uh, wow us. Yeah, we're going to do a two or three part series on the paranormal. Wow. Yeah. Uh, depending on what we have planned in the next few weeks, like I said, we might have up to three episodes on ghosts, spirits, extra-dimensional beings, or what it might actually be, depending on the guest. Now, are we ready to tell folks what parts two and three are going to be, or are we going to keep that secret? We're going to keep it a secret until next week. All right. Yeah. Good deal. It's going to be exciting, though, and, and, and everyone should be excited. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. This is a subject that's near and dear to your heart, too, right? I mean, yeah, you know, always been in- I died a couple of years ago, so. Huh. Well, I mean. Tell us about it. <laughs> yeah, I've been, a, I've been a spirit wandering this. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Um, well, you pretty do, solid. I mean, you do, this, this subject really does interest you, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, because you were the driving force behind wanting to do a paranormal podcast like we were going to do in the past. Yeah, um, we. I wanted to do a whole show on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most, I was really interested in uh, cryptids as well. What is cryptid? Um, like a creature, mythical creature, like oh, Bigfoot, yes. Have your Loch Ness Foots. Monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, we well, we might eventually do episodes on that. Yeah, for sure. But for That'd this week, um, or at least, actually last night, mm-hmm. I did an interview with a paranormal investigator from Florida. Nice. His name is Nick Filmer. Um, man, it was awesome. Was it? It was way more than I expected. Okay. And when he listens to this, thank you, Nick. That was awesome. I had a lot of fun. Um, yes, thank you, Nick. He had some fun too. <laughs> did it? Um, did the experience change your perspective at all? Um, it kind of did a little bit. Wow. Yeah. How so I don't know. He just the way that he explains stuff. It it gives you another perspective to think about this. Okay. Um, will I say that my view is completely changed? No. Okay. I mean, nothing is proven. He'll even say that. It's just another another way to look at it for me now. For him, it's it's more of a tried and true um his theory makes sense to him which is good do you know enough about his theory that you could give us what his theory is it's hard yeah i mean could you could you give it some sort of justice or not at all so and he's gonna he'll correct me for this no absolutely (laughs) his his theory revolves around um shifts in gravity Electricity and magnetism. Okay. Creating, um, the term he uses a lot is uh, geomagnetic uh, anomaly. So to, to him is a geomagnetic anomaly. 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 <laughs> um, is it is it a, a, a dead person, a ghost, or is it? No. No. It okay. is not. And you'll hear him say that too. Okay. Um, he, he believes that the... The, sh- the shifts in the uh, gravity mm-hmm. um, are causing weird things to happen. And wow. it, he also says it may be extra dimensional. It may be something different that's that's bringing us closer to something else. But he for sure does not think it is is dead parents. And like I said, we'll we'll get into that. You'll hear his actual answers from dead from parents. His mouth. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, everyone's trying to contact their dead parents. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. That's like that's the biggest thing, you know. See them on TV. You know? Yeah. So, what are you going to do with us here tonight? Are you going to 
play us some clips? Are you going to play the entire interview at one time? Yeah, so I've got some audio clips. Um, okay. I broke it down into questions, and then at the end, he had a couple stories. Okay. So um, a couple of the stories he got pretty emotional during because it was, you know, it was a really big event for him Absolutely. in his life. So. Um, I'm really, really grateful for him sharing it with me. It, it took a lot out of him at the time. Yeah. So. How long did you talk to Nick for? Uh, I think it was like a 50 minute, 50 minute interview. It, was it Skype? Yeah. Okay. So you saw like, is a video or just, voice? no, we just did a voice. Actually we used Facebook, uh, oh, cool. Facebook chat, Nice. a voice chat. But anyway, um, so I guess I could get into it. Uh, the first, the first question is when and why did you start ghost hunting okay so um why don't i go ahead and pull that up please do well when i started it was only a couple of years ago and i got bored you know i just i didn't like going out and i was single at the time so i just bought a bunch of equipment and started doing it and then i you know I actually catch things so there you have it. I mean, what 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 better uh, use of your time if you're bored? <laughs> well, what's, what's 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 interesting is we we started this podcast simply because we were bored, right? Yeah. So uh, you know, to teach their own. I guess it's it's a hobby for him, just like this is a hobby for us. So. Yeah. Cool. It sounds like uh, yeah, exactly. You had the equipment laying around. I've got the, the spare closet. That's true. Store everything. Yeah. Um. How how old is uh, Nick? Do we do we um. Know? Late 30s, I think. Late 30s, cool. And how long has he been doing this? A few years, I think three years. Okay. I think he said that in one of the questions. But um, the the second thing I basically asked him was, what what was the first thing you caught, or did you actually catch anything? So, because <laughs> that's okay. that's the main thing I was curious about. So, so the term catch, like I obviously instantly pictured 1989 Ghostbusters. You know, you throw out the trap. <laughs> what what do you mean by catch? Just just get something on film that so is abnormal. Any sort of evidence, whether that okay. be film or audio or scientific, like with a. Okay. A, a meter that reads electricity in the environment or anything like that. Um, do we know how long it took him to, to catch his first, um, I guess, sighting or his first? Well, I think he um, I think he mentions that in his answer. Let's go ahead and play his answer here. Okay. I do have video of it. It's, uh, I was in a cemetery in Pensacola, and my EMF detector went off. Right when I asked it to, I said, uh, I know you're there. There was a cold feeling in front of me. And I said, if you're there, touch my, this little red button. And the device that I was holding went off. So, wow. He actually sent me that video on Facebook. So I've seen it. Um, I, I, I would love to see it right now. Yeah. I'll, uh, We'll see if, if he'll let us post it later. Yeah. I'll show it to you guys after the episode is done. It's just the audio isn't good enough for it to go on that podcast itself. Sure. So EMF, what does EMF stand for? Uh, the electronic or electromagnetic field, I think. Okay. What's interesting, so he, he's in a cemetery, and you almost always hear a coldness come over you. Yeah. Right? So It's a very common thing. Yeah, that's very common. So that's, that's really interesting to me. And... What what kind of happened then? So he he asked it to hit the red button, and then 
that he just that the detector went off, yep. like it lit up and yep, interesting. Okay, wow. So that was after that he was kind of hooked, huh? Yeah. Oh. I guess that's the story. <laughs> yeah. But um, everybody has a good origin story. Yeah. Do you guys have any experience with? I don't remember. Not so. I'm. I would uh, definitely classify myself as a skeptic. Uh, I do not really believe in ghosts. Um, so I think that's that's kind of what my stance is. I, I, I need to see it to believe it. How about you, Jerome? Yeah, no, I think um, even seeing it, I probably wouldn't believe it. Yeah, there's still an explanation for it. Yeah, and um, kind of like the um, the the way we perceive everything around us is constrained by um, our nervous system and our uh, our ability to interpret the signals from our from our system, and then the fact that your uh, you know your mind puts uh, creates what it what it expects or wants to see a construct that you can yeah. understand yeah kind of like uh, general uh, general semantics Sal's chicken oh. <laughs> and uh, and the whole like the map is not the territory kind of thing where yeah. you're interpreting the world uh, you know the external world but inside your own brain yeah so. Um, I feel like uh, some things, most most experiences, are probably like your mind playing tricks on you, as they say. Um, so um, that and that's why I think uh, sometimes it's it's hard to get good evidence. Yeah, for sure. Um, hey, uh, speaking of the brain, you know it was really cool that video that I think you shared uh, last week of of a brain actually learning oh, new memories. Yeah, yeah that was pretty true. Fucking hell, man! It's like what? That's me. That's the you. That's right. That was incredible I'll stuff. Have to send you that. It's just yeah. GIF. I got Can you explain phone. it at all? Or yeah. No? So it was a, a video of a brain. They they hooked a person up to. I don't think it was a person. But oh, okay. same difference. Yeah, Some a sort living of being up to a machine, uh, and it was basically a picture of the brain learning. So it showed like neurons connecting and forming a neural net. It was really incredible stuff. Like you, it was it was showing how a memory is built. That that sounds amazing. Yeah, fascinating. Jeez, puts it in perspective. Yeah, it really, it really, <laughs> it really does. It ties it together. So back to uh, Nick Filmer. Mm-hmm. What 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 does he say next? Um, I asked him if there was any experiences he had before he started ghost hunting that yeah. would have drawn him to the paranormal, and this is what he had to say. Yeah, when I was a kid. During uh, the Aurora Borealis, it was so close. I swear you could hear it. I don't have any any other explanation. But anyways, near my house, there's a popcorn factory, and uh, there's a little rail, like a little rail station right there. You know, a little train station. I think they call it the. Uh, I forgot. But they, it's still in operation, but they don't really use it at night. And uh, when I saw the Aurora Borealis, I could hear as if that place I was at, I could hear people, I could hear bells, and I could hear, you know, just the iron being on iron, you know, sound in the distance. 
And um, it was during the Aurora Borealis, and it just interested me ever since. You know, that story kind of reminds me of uh, this latest season of Twin Peaks where um, electromagnets and, uh, you know, electricity, yeah, all kinds of things start kind of coming together to uh, distort the, you know, the reality of the Twin Peaks people. Hmm. Have you I, guys seen it? No, it's I, really good. I started watching Twin Peaks, but I, I never fully uh, invested the time no, for it. Get I really down should to the have. latest season, yeah. season three. So here's what I find interesting about that. Mm-hmm. I've seen those videos where people hear the noises of like metal on metal. So like out in the- specifically during uh, Aurora Borealis, or for the layman, the Northern Lights. Right. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, no. Not specifically during that, but have you seen those videos? No. I, where they call it like heaven's trumpet or whatever, where the earth is just kind of moving and it's like tectonic plates are grinding and it sounds like a giant trumpet or something. Oh, no. Whoa. Like no. metal grinding on metal. That ha- they've Like people have gone out and recorded that? Yeah, I can see if I could find Sure. Yeah, maybe. I got, I got a quick story. Um, yeah. It's just a little synchronistic uh, dollop here. I was just reading... <laughs> A, uh, a Reddit post um, yeah. where they were talking about this lady. I think she was blind, but she could like say, "Oh, it's Aurora Borealis time." She could sense it. Wow! Uh, just she would know that the auroras were uh, juiced up, and also could apparently sense other weird uh, electromagnetic um, anomalies in the area, just I mean, with her brain or whatever. I could see that. I mean, when when folks lose a, a sense, especially sight, which Good God, for me, that's a number one. That's the guy. It's a good one. Yeah, it's probably my favorite. Um, the other senses, man, they 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 kick in, and and really maybe the ability to detect electromagnetic activity is something that we have. I mean, really, that is the sense of feel. When you really get down to the root of it, that's the sense of feel. I guess so, you can. Your uh, molecules are aligning with. Uh, yeah, so she probably just had a, a hyper uh, ability to hear that. So, let me play this. Okay. I think I might have found, might have found the, the sound. Okay. That's kind of a creepy sound. It sounds like a didgeridoo. Yeah, that's wild. This is just out in the world. Like this was in Singapore. It's not like an underground microphone. You can see how that could sound like metal grinding on metal, though. Yeah. Wow, that's a ominous sound. Yeah, so it's happened all over the world recently. And I would assume it probably happens more in places of, um, like, her, uh, earthquake hot zones, that sort of thing, right? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I've seen videos of, like, the middle of Canada and stuff. I don't know how active that is, but... We had an earthquake here about 12 years ago that hit the Richter scale. Not even that long was ago. That, no, that was in 12? I remember feeling that earthquake and like being, huh, what what just happened? And then it was on Google News at like noon. I'm like, oh, huh, there's like a 4.7 earthquake here. That's nuts. Yeah. When was that? Maybe four or five years ago. Huh. Well, yeah. I remember a different one because okay. I was uh, laying on the... I was, sleeping on the floor in my parents' basement, and oh, I really felt it. You're down on your luck. It woke huh? me right up. I don't know. I was like 20 years old or something. Yeah, 12, 30, whatever. 23. 
So, uh, so that, so Aurora Borealis kind of got Nick into this. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the only explanation I can think of too. those noises. Yeah. But, uh, that ties into later when he's talking about gravity changing or unlocking. What, what was he getting at with the popcorn factory? It's just, he was next to the popcorn factory. Okay. He was just and he was looking scene. at it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So um, I was curious after that just to see what, what kind of tools he's actually using to measure his oh. stuff. So I actually asked him what he has for tools. I was literally going to ask you that next. Yeah. Great. So here's his response on that. Well, I use two night vision uh, cameras, uh, two separate, just super sensitive microphone little recorders, and then... Uh, I have an SB7 spirit box, and um, I run it backwards and at the fastest pace that it can go and just flips through their little radio stations, and it captures what some scientists call uh, white noise. So I've seen uh, ghost shows with spirit boxes. Plenty. I know exactly what that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... And then it every oh once in a while it's like way. no, <laughs> it's like yep, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. This wild, man. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I don't know if he, it's in any of these recordings. I think it might be, but uh, he sent me a video of of the ghost box. Um, he he says, "What's what's near my leg?" And then the ghost box is like, "Kitty." And it's like a cat that walks by him. Oh my him. god! Yeah. No way! That's one of the things. Yeah. You you have a video of a video of this or yeah? It's a, it's uh it's long and I would have to find. Oh man! Yeah, and it's another. It's poor quality, so it's it's not fit for radio. But okay. Yeah. Man, I'm a little disappointed. That would be great. That would be a great thing <laughs> yeah. to have queued up right now. Yeah. It and I just got it a little while ago, okay. but um, yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff like that. So, but but his, so he does not believe that that is a ghost telling him that, that's just a ch- a change in electricity. Well, I think he was saying a change in gravity and time. It's it's more complex than I can really understand. Okay. Like he he's got it worked out in his head better because he spent way more time thinking about it oh, than I, I have. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd really want to know like if it's a being to him, but not a dead. Human. Yeah, it may even be just other humans that that are in a different time and place that are synced because of the bending of gravity or something like that. Wow. If that makes sense to you. <laughs> did, did you talk about super colliders? Uh, no. Because I've been thinking about this and I've um, been kind of reading up on it. The You know, we've been shooting off more and more... Uh, and and more powerful super colliders. There's more of them, and they're more powerful now than they used to be. Mm-hmm. And um, strange stuff. Like I saw this video that this like kid made, but it made a lot of sense that uh, the uh, the Mandela effect was caused yeah. by the CERN super collider coming online. Yeah, I read about that. You too. saw that one. Yeah, huh. and that I mean the Berenstein Bears. Yeah. yeah, that's just one of the many strange things from the that we lost when we moved so to this dimension that we're I, in now is so the, the first time I heard about the uh, Mandela effect I um I was a little bit fascinated by it and obviously I wasn't alive during the time and for those who don't know what the Mandela effect is basically 
in a nutshell, it's a lot of folks, uh, baby boomers, so folks are about 50 to 60, very, very clearly remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison. Um, but the fact of the matter is he, he, he lived past prison and had a, a long, fruitful life. He became the president, right? I, I believe so. And yeah. then just recently. Yeah, just, just recently, within like the last 10 years or so, died. I think that's when it triggered for people. Probably, yes. When he died, they're like, oh, I thought he was already dead. Well, so interesting. So like last year or two years ago when I heard about this, I, I said to my dad, I'm like, Pops, uh, d- when did Mandela die? And he's like, I think he died in like 1973. I'm like, oh, no kidding. How? He's like, oh, it was it was in, in prison in uh, South Africa. I'm like, wow. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like I mentioned earlier, the other famous example is the Berenstein Bears or the Berenstain Bears, which it actually is. Yeah. Which that's more of our age group. It it it, it is. Um, I don't know. That, that could be a misremember. Yeah, that one's easier for me just because it, we're, we're, we're damn kids when we read those books. So you make up the word in your mind. I feel I know. And it's Berenstein, by the way. <laughs> Berenstein Bears. No. Yeah. You, you, you say Berenstein? It's Stain, S-T-A-I-N. Yeah. But it's Bernstein. Stain, yeah. Yeah, Bernstein, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, now that I've already answered your question of, or or told the story of the kitty, I think the next recording is him explaining the story of the oh, kitty. Oh, cool. Well, good. Uh, well, that's, that's great. Shed a little light on it. Yeah, I'll play it now. Okay. You know, stuff like bullshit. You know, two-syllable words which can easily be discarded, but it's still relevant because when you flip a station on the radio as fast as you do, you shouldn't capture anything more than one syllable. So when you catch a hit or a bet or that kind of noise, it's nothing. But when you get two to three or more syllables within each flip of a radio station... That's that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking for. Oh, he didn't say the kitty. Hmm. Maybe you just remember it that way. Maybe I do. Yeah. Well, anyway, the the original ans- uh, quest question there was, what have you actually heard in a spirit box? Okay. So, some stuff comes through. I mean, he's got he's got a few different videos of words coming through stuff stuff responding but it's all it's hard to make out what comes out of a spirit box yeah for sure and he's asking specific questions first right it's like a digital Ouija board Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um, next up on the question list I asked him how he finds his areas to investigate how he finds his areas to investigate yeah like yeah I get it yeah who comes to get you yeah so here we go People get a hold of me. I put a ad out on a local area called Pensacola Buy, Sell, Trade, and I put up an ad saying paranormal research. I had all the tools, and I was on the search for a gravimeter. And a gravimeter is a really expensive piece of equipment, but I'm kind of trying to raise up some money for a gravimeter to measure gravity in a particular space and at a certain time. Yes, the, uh, yeah, I kind of was asking for a piece of equipment. And, um, yeah, they got a hold of me uh, uh, through Pensacola Bassel Trade. 
So what I really like about him is he he's not a scientist, but he's yeah. going to do everything he can to to create tangible evidence. Absolutely. He's he's not he's not a spin doctor, right? He's yeah. not looking for th- something. He's uh he's being very scientific and meticulous about this. Yeah. And he he's willing to to put a lot of money into proving his theories. So, do do people actually pay him to investigate? Mm, I think it's free. He I does, think it he free? does it for free. That's a nice guy. I think most paranormal investigators that are good yeah. do it for free. I don't know if you uh, if you guys would ever consider doing it or not, but I I mean I would absolutely hundred percent go along for the ride. Haven't you done one before? Ah, uh, kind of. I mean, well, we didn't have anybody. Who knew what they were doing? Who knew what they were doing there? But we uh, just gave it a shot. We went to a haunted uh, convent. Uh, convent, thank you. Yeah. What is a convent? Uh, it's where nunnery. It's where nuns breed. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Or live. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say what? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that beside the point? <laughs> yeah. No, they they live there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um. Next question I asked him. Uh, if you don't think this is ghosts, what do you actually think it is? Oh, good, good, good. So this good. this is where we start getting deep. All right. Well, that piece of equipment that I need to get is called a gravimeter, and it measures gravity. The only thing that can travel through time is gravity. So if I capture something paranormal and the gravimeter reacts to it, it's time. <laughs> this is where I was I was trying to get lost, but he, he pulled me back in by the end, but I was getting really confused by the end. Did you research a gravimeter at all? I did. They're like three grand. Okay, so what does it do? Because it, it sounds like a watch to me. It measures the amount of gravity in an area. So imagine like, at least the one that I looked at, imagine like a pogo stick. Yeah. You know, it has a spring. So you if you set a pogo stick down, the earth is pulling the pogo stick and it puts in a certain amount of pressure on the spring. Yeah. So if there was more gravity, more pressure would go down and it would record that. Okay. How big are they? Uh, they're like the size of a, like a toaster. So it's bigger than a bread box. About the size, you know, bread box, toaster size. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But they're really expensive. So I, and I guess I'm still a little confused and maybe you don't have the answer to this. Um, so gravity travels through time. Yeah, so... Because there are the three dimensions, right? Space to... Oh, no, that's not that's not gravity. It doesn't have anything to do with the third dimension, right? No, I mean, that's just depth. Yeah. The third well, dimension. here's one way we can equate gravity to time okay. with a wormhole, right? Okay. So that's, that's one of the theories of a black hole, right? There's so much <clears throat> gravity that it actually rips space and time, and you can travel across the universe in an instant by going through that. Because it bends time and creates two points. Yeah, yeah. Like the um, the way that I have been told to picture it is if space were a piece of fabric. Yeah. An actual like piece of cloth. And then like the earth would be a marble. So that sinks in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like a piece of uh, fabric that's taut, that's tight. And then like um, the... Um, sun would be like a golf ball, and then a black hole would be like a bowling ball. Mm-hmm. So that would sink much further down the fabric of time and suck a bunch of it down with it. Yep. 
And that's like a 3D model of a 4D event. Yes, sir. Cool. It kind of makes I'm, sense. I'm yeah. sure you've seen the the thing where they take the paper and they put two dots, touch them together, and stick the pencil through. Yeah, absolutely. That's from uh, Wrinkle in Time? I'm not sure. Maybe. I saw... Uh, the Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe, maybe? That, too. I saw Carl Sagan do it on Cosmos. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Carl Sagan was a man. Sounds much more credible. <laughs> Um, so I was also a little bit confused, obviously, when I asked him that. So I asked him to elaborate a little bit. Um, I said, are you saying that this is energy from the past or from the future, that it's connecting mm-hmm. with the present? And here's what he said. Well, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But all the ideas that I'm putting towards this project is kind of my own. I don't look at it as a paranormal thing, but bottom line, interdimensionally speaking, it could be echoes of the other side, and it's communicating. So if there's anything, whether it be a last cry for help, it could be something, you know? Like, I don't know any other way to explain it, but like, you ever seen that movie Contact? She got... You know, like, she got something, but where it came from, she wasn't able to measure what happened when that message was sent. She didn't know where or what that signal was, but it's there. And with the gravimeter and time being a thing, you just got to read a book and then you'll understand. But it's just... I don't have an explanation, like I said. I'm a self-proclaimed ghost hunter, but I have caught things that have been relevant for my current situation. And that's weird because, dimensionally speaking, who's to say I'm kind of not running like how you tune a guitar. You're running parallel, then you drop out of tune and you're going in a whole nother thread of time. And who's to say we're not in tune at that exact moment? And the only item is gravity. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a really good analogy, too. Deep is what that is. I was talking to him a little bit earlier today, and we were talking about how um, the Earth's magnetic field is moving. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, there are actual magnetic anomalies that are recorded by scientists. Yeah. So our magnetic field is not like a static field. No, it so it's no, it around. moves. Yeah. It's, right now it's it's shifting either east or west away from from north, kind of a lot faster than it usually does. So it's picking <laughs> up, but every like hundred thousand years or ten thousand years, I don't know the actual number, the magnetic poles just just flip and south becomes north and north becomes south. Okay, yeah, I um, I've, I've heard that part before, but mm-hmm. I guess I always. At- Imagined the magnetic field like a loose uh, orange peel that just like is completely stationary until it slips. No, nope. it's more like a, a gooey liquid. Yeah, that yeah. flows. And yeah, it's like a river. There's also spots on the Earth, like large areas, miles, miles, miles of circles, where it already is flipped. Where you you go into the circle and south becomes north, north becomes south. Hamburgers are eating people. It's 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 nuts, wow. man. Those yeah. are like so, eddies in the river. Maybe what is an eddy? It's where the water kind of swirls back on itself. And, oh yeah, or gets calmer. It's just like right? an eddy. 
That's what I always understood him as. Mm. So Are they called Edies? I don't know. Something like that. Eddies, Edies. So like he's talking about uh, about like smaller instances of that. Okay. Does he where, have any examples? Um he he said a few. I don't remember if it's in the in any of the recordings, but if if he doesn't mention them, I'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. But he's saying that the you know, it's always moving and in certain locations in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Uh it's messing with gravity. And that's where he thinks that uh, different dimensions are different. Um, he's he's reaching something. Something's reaching out and, and like talking crap. Okay. So that's how that's working. I don't know if that makes sense to either of you. Let's <laughs> roll with it. Um, so the next question I said, uh, a lot of people subscribe to the theory that ghosts are people from the other universes. I know we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Um where like shadow people or something are, are extra dimensional beings visiting us or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or the theory that it's their relatives from another dimension or something, you know, it's all those crazy stuff. Uh, I asked him what he thought about that and this was his answer. No, not at all. I don't think it's our dead relatives, you know, trying to tell us an unanswered question. I think it's um, something totally different. But the evidence and relevancy of some of the situations, like I have one, and it's on video, of me just trying to correct one of my tools, and it's all on, you know, me recording that. So I kind of pull my equipment to the side, and I ask, what is that crawling around my feet? And then through the voice box, the uh, SB7, um, it actually says, Kitty. And then when I asked, did you just say kitty, I caught recordings that were just, just so happened to be, you know, I don't know how to explain it. It's so hard. It's just, what I'm capturing is definitely unexplained, but an answer I don't have. But data I do have because I don't think people's line of thinking when it comes to paranormal research is on the right right state of mind like they think they, they're going to get an answer out of ghosts or you know they're going to find out you know where the treasure is and I don't think it's that at all it's, it's got to be something different so was there a cat by his feet yeah yeah a cat walked by his foot that's why he asked okay he says he always tries to ask something relevant to the current situation oh, okay I got you I thought he was like I thought there was something unexplained by his feet, like he was feeling something but didn't know what it was. No. Got it. So he knew a cat walked by. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I I subscribe to the same theory as him. I don't think it's dead relatives. I don't think there's ghosts. I don't, I don't know if I mentioned that already. I thought you did believe in ghosts. No. No. Okay. No. Demons, maybe. Okay. Not ghosts, though. Gotcha. And a demon is a... It's a, it's a demon. But what, what's... I mean, so a ghost is a dead person's spirit. What is a demon? It's It was never a person. It's just a demon. It's like a species. Just created by <laughs> the it, devil? It, or or it might God. not be fully part of our physical reality, right? Yeah. It's kind of borderline, that kind of thing. That's they're, why they're, they're not just walking around leaving, you know, evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, are they evil in your mind? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Are there good demons? No. 
Are there angels? Possibly. And are those the opposite of a demon? Uh, no, I don't think so. Mm. I think, I can't remember. Something in the Bible, there's there's like a specific kind of angel that was like a warrior. Hmm, interesting. That fought the demons. I is don't think the, it was a regular angel. Is that so. the seraphim and yeah, cherubim? Yeah, yeah. The se- seraphim or sephirim or something like that. Huh. Anyway, we're way off topic. <laughs> uh, let me see what I had here. Oh, so our, our next up is a story. Oh, all right. Do we want to go right to a story? <laughs> I don't see why not. Okay. Um, I don't remember how long this is, but the, these next few clips are going to be a little bit longer. So just kind of buckle in and listen. Um, it gets pretty good, though. So here's the, the first story that he told me. Well, I have two main investigations that got really wild. That took over a course of like maybe a couple of months. But they got a hold of me. And I have the messages on Facebook. And, you know, they're telling me, you know, there's something in my house, you know, making noise. And, you know, I think it's a ghost. And that's the video you see of me disproving fucking everything. I'm disproving everything she's saying by just simple things like, you know, I think there was a room in her house where there was gypsum sheetrock, and her wiring in her house was aluminum. And I was like, that's actually, you know, kind of weird because, you know, you can upgrade your house from aluminum, and uh, that does have an effect on people's psyche. And I was using that, like, kind of just like, oh, you know, I think it's just, you know, there's studies show that living near a tower you know, creates anxiety and the feelings that you feel, you know, living right there next to a cell tower would do that. She's like, well, go ahead and investigate my house. And I said, okay. I didn't really catch nothing. The investigation was kind of boring. But as my phone was recording on Facebook Live, uh, and you can't fabricate Facebook Live, and I'm a realist. On Facebook Live, I caught some just horrendous growls coming from this woman's room. And then there's another one, and it's on my Instagram, NickBean0117. So anyways, the the crazy story was, so I did her house. We caught something on Facebook Live. Um, I caught a horrendous growl. I caught a bunch of stuff on my recorders, uh, which I still have, the recordings. And um, so I presented it to this family, and uh, they don't think it's their mother at all. And I'm like, oh, people work with me. I was like, look, no. Like, that was, like their mentality, like that, you know, us as humanity, that's what we think it is. That's what we were taught is ghosts, you know. And I totally don't. Mm-mm. So I'm kind of like giving them, like, yeah, I did catch something here. So I did another investigation. And the stuff that I got from that investigation that was presented to the family that got a hold of me on Facebook tore down the house and everything's up for sale. Now, me being the reason they tore it down, no. I told them one of their rooms is gypsum sheetrock. That needs to be updated. Like, that shit's really harmful to the brain. You know, that could explain a lot of things happening here. And then, you know... Uh, aluminum wiring. Well, that jacks up the insurance. So it was, you know, me being the reason they tore down the house. I will not take credit, but there was a lot of emotion and 
just horror from the stuff that I actually caught from that investigation to actually bring a family together in a room with me to make a decision to tear something down with 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 the evidence like it's just no fabrication um it's still on my camera no computers i show my stuff through my camera so they know it's just not tampered with i don't have a computer here look i just captured this on camera you know and i had i still have it i have a ton of it all sorts of stuff you know that kind of um terrified me because i have a lot of gypsum sheetrock and aluminum wiring in my house so uh, i had no idea that's bad so what it what is wrong with gypsum sheetrock i have no idea do you want me to look it up please do how much do you have it and where is it it's in um most of the rooms on the first floor what 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 is it like, it's is just it, it's instead just, of plaster yeah it's not plaster but it feels it acts like plaster so it it came before drywall I believe so. Okay. I know my house is built in the early 40s. And aluminum wiring, I never knew that was a thing either. Yeah, we don't have much of that, just like the original stuff. So why would you go aluminum versus copper? I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not sure it's aluminum, but it's like a gray wire. It's not copper. Gotcha. I don't know the answer to that either. Yeah. But um, all the uh, additional wiring besides like the original stuff is copper. Good. Wow. So I've got a little of this, a little of that. So... It says that uh, most gypsum sheetrock that was imported from China mm -hmm. has high levels of sulfur in it. Mm. But we and would we have been importing that stuff back in the day from China? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were uh, they were an agrarian culture back in the 40s, right? Being demolished by the uh, Japanese army and all that. Yeah. Were they doing a lot of exporting then? Probably not, no. So, I think that really picked up in the 70s, yeah. 80s, 90s. A lot of it is more recent stuff, too. But it says that there, it can give you asthma, hmm. uh, coughing, headaches, sore throats, and irritated okay. eyes. So it's like asbestos. Yeah, there it oh, has geez. asbestos in it, I guess. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I should get that tested. Probably should. Yeah, and it also says that uh, in 2006 and seven, following Hurricanes Katrina and Rita, the CDC... Uh, received complaints from homeowners in 44 different states because they ran out of regular drywall. They started having to use the gypsum sheetrock in the houses. So we still use it today. Yeah, and they said they received bulk reports that people were having issues with it. You know, it's a lot denser in the um, the uh, guide to uh, acoustic room treatments. They yeah. recommend using two layers of sheetrock. Wow. So here it does say, Jeremy... Um, it, it has to be contaminated gypsum sheetrock. Okay. So it has to smell like rotten eggs if you okay. get close to it. We don't have that because I was chopping some up the other day and it smelled like nothing. I would I would still get checked out just yeah. if it's not expensive, you know. Yeah, I'll look into that. Take your health seriously. <laughs> this guy might have saved my life today. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be a turn of events? <laughs> we'll let you know yeah. on our next episode. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get... I don't even know where you go. The city? Probably check the internet. The internet will tell yeah, me. Check the internet. So uh, it's pretty crazy that that what he did in his investigation aided in these people ripping their house down. Yeah. So, okay. So so the family did not believe it was their mother, grandmother? He's saying they were, they were trying to 
prove they, that it was their grandmother. And they, they were wanted like, ah, oh, this doesn't, this must not be our grandma. This must be someone else. And he's like, no, people work with me. Okay. Like, it's not a relative. It's not, it's not a dead human. It's something else trying to contact us. That's what he's saying. Okay. So he was under the impression that it was more than just the building materials. It, he it, said he was saying that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get. That. Okay, I get that. Yeah. So the building materials were causing their own set of things. Regardless of that, he also got the funky things on the table. Yeah, he said he got the, the horrendous growl. Did you hear the horrendous growl? I have not. No. So basically, he had that video saved on Facebook, and then after a certain amount of time, Facebook removes Facebook Live videos. They don't. Oh, do they really? They don't keep them all in a database. No. Oh. So he said he's waiting for the one year mark to come back up and he's hoping that it'll pop back up on the uh, the time hop stuff that Facebook does where it brings back old posts from you. Oh, okay. So we'll see if that pops up. If yeah. it does, maybe he'll share it to me and we can we can put it on our page for people to see. Yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah, that, that was a crazy story. Uh, story number two, uh, we can start with right away. This one's quite a bit longer. Okay. Um, just so everyone knows who's about to listen... Uh, about halfway through this story, he gets pretty choked up and emotional just from the uh, kind of reliving the fright of what he saw and heard. So uh, I'll stop it kind of halfway and just were, I, I gave him a break, basically. <laughs> were, were you getting emotional during this? Uh, I was not getting emotional. I when he was telling the story, more or less, I was. It, it probably won't come through as much for the the average listener here, but when I was talking to him live and I was hearing him get emotional and everything, and the story was literally freaking me out. Wow. Um, I felt like irrational fear in my in my office, and I I actually like stood up and tried to get to the door to open the door I'm to feeling- like risk. I, I had to risk like waking the baby up in the room next door to my office because <laughs> I didn't want to be alone at the time. I was like, I was getting freaked out. It was like similar to what you felt that one day yeah, in the apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought I could like, you know, you know how you get. I thought I could see stuff like moving out of the corner of my eye in my right. office. I was like, oh god. It. Is, I mean, irrational fear is is the best way to describe it. Yeah. Like, there's no no reason. Like, there's to no be reason to be, that. There's no reason to be scared right now. But I was like freaking out. I I even messaged my wife halfway through. I'm like, hey, it's hot in here. Can you open the door? I'm just getting some cold air. <laughs> you know. You know what the number one fear of is when you're alone. What? Is that you're not actually alone. Oh. Right. Think about that. The number one fear when you're alone is that you're not actually alone. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was afraid of. Right. That's what everybody's afraid of when they're alone. I don't like that sentence. I don't either. Let's hear this tape. <laughs> Here we go. Story number two, part one. Story number two. A second happening is like a course of events. Uh, just a chain, just a chain of events. So a district manager of a million dollar corporation and I'm not gonna say the name of the corporation but everybody eats there or goes there or sees it on a daily basis got a hold of me through the Facebook uh, Pensacola by sale trade and um, asked me to investigate this restaurant and I was like alright well I'll be there in a little bit Uh, she said she has some security footage to show me well, she didn't know I was recording. She had no idea I was recording on my camera, and I still have these videos, dog. 
I still have these. So, anyways, I walk into this multi-million dollar corporation, district manager. Okay, nothing too fancy. We're in Alabama, for God's sakes. <laughs> uh, we have a meeting. She shows me a bunch of footage on her uh, security cameras, and I was recording the whole time. And she has some banging stuff. It was good shit. And um, it was poltergeist activity, as you know, people on TV would say. I was like, yeah, I want to be in that room. I want, I want to see that. I want, to, I want this to happen. You know. So they told me this whole ridiculous story. Oh, and it was this. It was this man that came in, applied for a job, and uh, got like a little meal, got something to eat, and uh, left. And as he was pulling out, he got hit right there on the uh, on Highway 59 in Foley, Alabama. And uh, I, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. So I leave. And um, they they had a pretty soupy story behind all this footage. Well, the footage was real. Like I don't think they imitated this because there was a piece of footage with uh, like a 300 to 400 pound piece of equipment flying off a table, and it litter. And I have it on camera. That this 300 400 pound piece of equipment actually just slid there's nobody there and i went i was like, i want to see where this picture or where this video uh, was taken and there's nothing but a wall behind this piece of equipment if a person got behind there there's no leverage i'm a realist nobody pushed that nobody pulled that it literally got pushed across the table so i'm gonna do some investigating how long ago did this guy die i don't know it was like four years ago he got hit. So I went online, and I took screenshots. I have all this stuff um, of uh, a man dying off 59. Well, damn, I found it. And uh, I was still in the restaurant uh, finding out this stuff. And it, they pointed out to the road. That's his cross out there. So I took pictures of the cross, got the name of the guy, and uh, I, I just went online. I mean, dude, it's so easy. People think it's hard to do this kind of stuff. It's so easy. Internet, uh, everything you need to know. Did this guy really die here? Yes. Here's his mortuary, you know, his, his whole obituary. So I read the obituary, written by his beautiful daughter, who is wonderful, and um, I'm, I contacted her. I didn't want to, but wow. and I messaged her just, you know, look, if this is too far, please, let's not go any further. But somebody in this place is saying they made contact with your dead father. I want you to join me in this investigation to see if we can get something. If you say no, I will stop messaging you, and I'm very sorry for your loss. This is strictly professional. I'm not trying to poke fun. I'm not, I, I don't play games like that. So nobody messaged me. Nobody messaged me. And I was thanking God. Four days, five days passed by, and uh, I don't know if Jesse told y'all, but I'm also a full-time tattoo artist. So I'm doing a tattoo of a stopwatch on a woman, right? And a man walks in, and he looks really agitated. So I'm, I get to a stopping point on the tattoo, put some lidocaine on it, and walked out. So can I help you, sir? You know, did I mess up your tattoo, man? Like, I'm kind of <laughs> panicking right now. What are you doing? He's like, are you the one that messaged my wife? And I was like, yes. I thought I was about to get stomped, son. I thought I was about to, I thought I was about to die, you know? 
like, I'm at work, man. Don't do this. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, uh, how the fuck did you know we were we were looking for a paranormal investigator? I said, I didn't. He's like, no, look, like, what you're going through, my wife says, is happening to her. And I was like, stop. You know, like, shut up. Like He's like, no, 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 no. Whatever you're experiencing or these people say they're experiencing, I'm away at work. I get phone calls in a meeting of her saying, you know, the grandfather clock, which weighs 300 pounds, just falls over. And I was like, I need to be in your house. He's like, no, 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 no. How did you know we were looking for a per- Do you know people? I was like, no, sir. I was like, this multi-million dollar corporation got a hold of me to do a paranormal investigation, you know, just do some research in this building. He's like, what building is that? And I told him. I shouldn't have, but I did. And uh, said, look, we live two blocks from that building. The woman you contacted, dad, died on that corner. That, that that restaurant or place of business is talking about, you know. Um, yeah, that man died right there, and uh, she says he's back, like he's here, you know, he's still here. So that kind of turned into a thing for me, being a realist. I was like, okay, we need to do this. And um, they never got, i never seen them since. Oh. Um, it did get pretty darn deep, and my neighbor told me that there was a bunch of black cars in my driveway when I got home one day. And uh, all my stuff was here. Um, all my ghost hunting equipment was still here. All my evidence, everything, even the the video of me recording the multi-million dollar corporation. Well, he's like, look, that man that they're talking about, he's a fucking monster from what my wife tells me. Um, he's been raping his children since, I don't fuck, since they were like 12. And I was like, you're fucking kidding me. And this is in two different places happening, the same things, and I think it's this one man. And so I have a friend, and um, he's a bishop. And I went to him with this, and I'm not religious, but nor is he. And he does work in a church, you know. uh, So I showed him my stuff. And I was like, look, I don't think they're going to go any further with me, but... um, they might want this blessing, you know, help this family out because I'm backing out of this. And me and that bishop become friends ever since. Um, he went in that house and what he experienced, and he has videos. What he experienced inside of that house, it was, it was horrible. Like, I'm, I'm tearing up thinking about it. So... I I stopped it there. Wow, wow, wow! I did not uh, I, I I I did not expect it to get that deep. Yeah. Holy man. Yeah. All right. Um, I I gave him some time after that. Yeah. Because he he got pretty choked up at that point. Um, uh, just just recalling, yeah. you know, all the stuff that they went through. How, do do you know how long how fresh this memory is for him? Was this two years ago? Six months ago? Well, he's only been doing this for three years, so I would yeah. assume it was within the last two years or so. Yeah, and that's kind of why I framed it that within the time frame of Facebook Live. What was uh, I was going right. off? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah. Wow. Uh, I I gave him some time. 
um, I, I've told him, you know, if, if you're uncomfortable telling the story, you, you don't have to continue. You, you know, fool. no, we need to hear. <laughs> well, we gotta, we gotta be nice. You know, yeah. I, I didn't as, as, as awesome as it is to get entertainment for people to listen to, it's still this guy's life. So no, absolutely. I, I uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making light of it. Yeah. I just, uh, I I'm, wanted to make sure he was comfortable with continuing. Right. So I'm just enthralled um, with this. Yeah. So after he, he agreed that he was still good, we, we continued the story. By so. the way, this is my first time hearing this. So yes. Yeah. Here's a, here's part two. All right. No, no, no. It's just that I, uh, I backed out. So, you know, here Bishop took care of this. So he did. He gathered evidence that is just unspeakable. Uh, we'll, we'll never show anybody. But it did happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it proves my theory. But it's just, you know, it's it turned into the answer I was looking for. And nobody's going to like it. And, you know, I just, I'm, a ra- I'm not a scientist. I, I don't know what it is, but there is definitely something tapping. You know, like just I don't I don't know how to explain it other than something tried to get through that night and it was astronomical. But me and that bishop are lifelong friends now and he'll call me every once in a while saying, Hey look, this family needs help you know and me and him will actually you know talk about that investigation and how he's actually holding true to provide for his family into something that he just doesn't believe in anymore. And I was responsible for that, but it was true. I just want to say thanks again, Nick. <laughs> yeah, man, that that takes that takes courage, man. The story is is the real deal. Yeah. Um, I, I I maybe I'm interpreting this wrong, but I almost got the sense that Nick Nick thinks it is the father. No, no, no. Uh, we talked to like I said, we talked a little bit today. He kind of elaborated that a, a little bit. Okay. Um. He d- he won't go into all the details because it's, it's traumatic, right? But he did say that this whole area that they're in, the restaurant, this house that they're investigating, is all in uh, uh, electromagnetic anomaly. Okay. And this house that they're in, the gravity is fluctuating. And when they were in the house doing their investigation, this is the woman's house. Yeah, the da- the daughter's house. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, did, I guess maybe I, I was I didn't hear it correctly. Yeah. I didn't realize he got that far that he was in their house. Yeah. Okay. So, or it, it may have been, it's a house right next to the 
No, yeah, it was the daughter's house because her husband came into the tattoo shop and said, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, the gravity, like, shifted when they were in the house. And he said it felt like he was getting pulled down into the floor. He couldn't hear anything. Okay. Like, he, it's he, like he was 200 feet underwater. Wow. He felt his organ, all of his organs hurt. And it, the same thing with the bishop and the other people they were with. And he has a video recording of this. Okay. That he just doesn't he doesn't want to watch or listen to and he doesn't want to share it. But it's just the only thing the video recorded is the lady that they were with screaming her head off from pain. Good oh lord. God. Wow. Uh so so the the father aspect of it, that's un- unrelated? I think so. I think that the the family thought it was the father, but it's mm-hmm. it was something else, like he said. Something was trying to come through or communicate there. And it warped gravity while they were there doing the thing, doing the investigation, and it, like, nearly, like, killed him. It hurt so bad. It's the real deal, man. And you can tell in his voice, this is not, he is not making this up. No, not at all. This happened to him. Wow, it's freaky to me. That's very freaky. I, I don't. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm at a loss for words. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, Jeremy? Yeah, this is. Uh, like Bob, this is the first time I've heard all this information, and it's a. Uh, it's a big, piece to, piece of info to chew on. Yeah. yeah. I guess. So is. I'm just trying to understand the theory, because uh, thinking analytically or whatever. But the uh, the gravity changed in this area, and it was purely coincidental to the uh, to the accident that killed. The I guy. think yeah, it was it was coincidental. It just the the anomaly happened to be in this area, and so now there's like an okay eddy in quotes of gravity. Yeah, and it's kind of making it so heavy things can just fall over. He also he also said I should mention I just remembered. Everything in the uh, in the video, in the videos that he got from mm-hmm. the uh, restaurant, all of those objects were falling in the direction of that house. Oh wow! Oh, wow. so like they were being pulled in that direction. So it wasn't a coincidence that they found each other, right? I don't. I mean, it's sort of a coincidence just because was it? It's though? kind of a thin thread. But it was definitely linked by the anomaly in right. that area. Was it a coincidence? Apparently not. I don't think. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't. I mean, that's a hell of a coincidence, man. Yeah. That doesn't. And, and, and maybe this is this is Bob making a theory. Maybe whatever it was killed the father, knowing the father was a monster. Yeah, we'll never know. And that was the link that it, it needed for these folks to meet. Yeah. I wish he would have had his gravimeter at the so time. Does 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 Nick have a gravimeter now? He does not. He does not. Does he have like a GoFundMe or anything? Let's let's get him. Let's get him this this. I know. I told him. Tool. I told him to like. How dude, far you, away is he from getting it? Do we know? I have no. I'll ask him. Yeah. We'll we'll give an update on Facebook. Here here, here here is all I know at this point. This is not the last episode we will have with Nick. No, not at all. This, and I already told him that. <laughs> this 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 is something big. Um, I told him that he needs to keep me updated on all of his cases. Yeah. And he said for sure that he awesome. will. 
I, I really enjoy talking with him. He's a really good guy. I would love, I, I mean, this is up to you, Maestro, but could, I mean, could we patch him in live? Is that, we, we could patch him in live. Yeah, because uh, this, this tape thing is awesome. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the same. I don't think it quite gives him justice because he is not here to fill in the gaps that, that, that we're making. Yeah. So at the end there, uh, he, he kind of closed it up. Okay. This is the last the last clip I have of him. Okay. Uh, just kind of explaining what he's been talking about and closing the story that okay. he was talking about here a little bit ago. Because I gave him a little bit of time after that too, maybe like a few minutes to to compose himself. And what again. what is your? I know we just touched on this a little earlier, but right now, what is your your mental state then after hearing that story? I was even more freaked absolutely out. freaked out right now. Right now is yeah. when I was messaging Amanda to come open the door because I couldn't get to the door and I wanted the door open because oh I God. was freaked out real bad. Was she like at the door listening? No. And she probably doesn't like this stuff, I would assume, right? Just knowing Amanda? Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. It's it's dumb to her. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, they're not dumb, but it's it's inconsequential. Okay. So funny story, actually, to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. Mm-hmm. When I messaged her to open the door, she was like, it's already cold out here. And I was like, yeah, that's why I want the door open because it's hot in here. So she opens the patio door to the living room instead of my office door. <laughs> and I walk out later. I'm like, thanks for opening my door. I was roasting. And she's just like, "I, oh, <laughs> she's like. It's cold in the living room and it was 40 degrees outside and she's <laughs> sitting in the living room with the door open. Oh, making it even nice of her anyway. I was like, oh my God, girl, <laughs> come on. Anyway, all right, let's get to part three here where he kind of uh, closes up and he, he gives his best effort to make any sense of uh, the experiences that he's had. Good. But it's, it's all nonsense. It's all the same stuff you see on TV. All the evidence that I do have. But the gravimeter, if I would have had it that day, when the now this is me backing out. I don't what y'all think you think you have is not what I was looking for when I started quote unquote ghost hunting. And it's just it's it's I, people wouldn't believe it. It looks it looks just like a YouTube video. It looks just like a YouTube video. It was just a fluctuation of space and time. It was literally just a bend at the middle of this magnetic anomaly. And it was literally, it's all measured. I have all the gadgets, I have all the recordings. But without the gravimeter, I can't prove it. But the wobble of reality was right in the middle of this natural, it's natural. A geomagnetic anomaly. It happened right there and right behind the fucking restaurant at a girl's house. You know? And like me and him recording, that's me backing out and just letting, you know, the priest take over. And when the priest saw it, it's just, it was over with. And it just, it was, we'll never show anybody. We can't. Like, it was just unbelievable what we saw in that room. I still have the recording. He still has a recording. But me not being a scientist, but knowing just simple mathematics and 
just everything around us. It has to do something with dimension. Because if there's a fluctuation of gravity, that's the only thing near a black hole that can travel through time is gravity. Whatever the the wobble was. It was just a weird natural geomagnetic anomaly. So, we had an anomaly of our own just now. Um, my laptop would not play that <laughs> for like 15 minutes. It kept failing and failing and failing. We had to restart. <laughs> it's the failing of technology, man. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just want to say thanks to Nick one more time. Yeah, that was that was some fantastic stuff. So, he, he won't play this video for, for anyone? I don't think so, no. Uh, I don't blame him. Uh, it would be awesome to be able to see it, but I don't blame him. Sounds highly personal, obviously. Yeah, I don't know if I want to watch a video of a woman just screaming in pain. I mean, when you when you put it that way, <laughs> no. Uh, but And I, I get the feeling that there's more to it, too, than just that. Like, he just doesn't want to talk about it. Right. Which is perfectly fine. Right. Well, cool. Great job, Brett. You, you dove deep into this one. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm sure we'll hear from Nick again. And as soon as he has another story to tell, I'll be there to hear it. <laughs> we'll, we'll all be there to hear it this time. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we can get that set up. And I would really love uh, for him to come on the show and uh, and talk to us in, in person. Yeah. Or via Skype. Um, I do want to shout out. Uh, the tattoo shop he works for, David's Gallery. Uh, if you guys are in his area that he was just talking about, you guys should go over and, and get your tattoos done there. Um, and then if you have Instagram, make sure you follow him at nickbean0117. I'm sure he'll have some uh, ghost posts on there in the future. And then uh, go ahead and find us at Table for Three Podcast as well. Is that N-I-C-B-E-A-N-001? N-I-C-K-B-E-A-N-0117. 0117. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Go give him a follow. Will do. Nick, thanks again. We had a lot of fun. Sure did. <laughs> and everyone else out there, uh, hopefully we'll have our episode two and possible episode three of our paranormal series up uh, in the next week or so. And uh, hopefully we'll have a uh, interview with a larger entity. And I'm not talking about ghosts. Jesus, I'm talking about why would scare me like that? <laughs> we'll have an interview with a a larger entity of paranormal investigators. Man. So nothing announced yet, but uh, there's a lot of exciting stuff in the works. Fantastic. All right. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, everybody. See you guys.